Hey, thank you for joining me this week. This is Youthology Resources, and I'm Jeff Grinnell. I want to talk to you about a resource this week that I think is critical, critical timing for where we're at in America today and in youth ministry. Out of my conversation with teenagers in the past, I'm just going to say month, uh, probably even just a few weeks, I have had so many conversations with teenagers who are going through difficulty, uh, loss, pain, uh, um, suffering, hardship, you know, those kind of things. And I'm so burdened by this. And so what I want to do, I want to give you five simple principles on this idea of the trouble of God. Okay. The tr I, listen, I know that doesn't really sound exciting, but I think you're going to see this all come together. Five simple things. And each one, I'm going to read several texts. Okay. Several scriptures because I don't want this just to be my words in this session this week. Uh, you'll see where I'm going with it. I'm gonna read multiple texts, several. I'm gonna get into the text on each one of these five points, and then we're gonna be done in just a few minutes. I think this is gonna be a great listen, an easy listen for you, and, and, and one of healing. L lesson number one on the trouble of God. Lessons learned, lessons shared. This is called purpose purpose. Lessons learned and lessons shared. Let me read the scriptures to you from 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3 through 4. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion. Say that, compassion. And the God of all comfort. Will you say that too? Comfort. Who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we have ourselves been receiving from God. Powerful. Can I just read it to you again? Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble that they're in with the comfort that we ourselves have received from God. Listen, I believe that God comforts us in the middle of trouble so that we will comfort others in the middle of their trouble. That's why I say this in this number one, this is the purpose of the trouble of God. Why do we go through difficulties? So that God can shine in us, so that he can be seen in us, so that, hear me, yeah, healing, yeah, that, that's going to come. I want to talk about that in a minute. That he wants to show up in our difficulty, but mostly because once he comforts us, he expects us to comfort somebody else that's going through a difficulty also. True empathy. Okay, true empathy. Okay, number two. Um, this one is blessing and suffering. Blessing and suffering. We like the blessing part, don't we? The suffering part, we would rather discard. But listen, the first purpose was uh, was purpose. This, this second um, principle is participation. Participating in both the blessing and the suffering. Listen to this. This is going to sink in. Uh, I want to read several scriptures to you here that I think will really illustrate this point of blessing and suffering. 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 5. For just as we share 
say it, share. Just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. So even though we go through the suffering of Christ, our comforts abound also. It's like to the degree that you are suffering, that's the degree that he wants to bring you comfort. Okay? Another one, Philippians 1 and 29. Look, look at this. For it has been granted to, to you, to me, on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer with him. It's coming back, isn't it? There's that. I don't know if I like that. It's, I, I, I'm not digging that. Listen, we're not just to believe in him through the blessing. We have to believe in him through the suffering. Man, so powerful. Again, Philippians 3.10. Listen to this. I want to know Christ. This is Paul. Now think about it. We'll get into more of the sufferings of Paul in just a minute. But think about this. I want to know Christ. Yes. To know the power of his resurrection. Got it? To know the power of his resurrection and the participation in his sufferings. That's that second point, the participation of the trouble of God. Man, I don't wanna just know his resurrection and his blessings. I want to know his suffering. So I wanna take part in that. You, you just can't have the good. We have to take the good and the bad. It, Number three, number three, uh, production. So this one is glory through the difficulties. <laughs> I love this. Man, this is personal for me. Glory in the difficulties. Talk about production. Production sometimes comes through death. No pain, no gain. A pilot would take a, a, a jetliner, right? Last time you flew in the plane, one of the great responsibilities of air traffic control is not just the safety of the aircraft. It's not just the directions of the aircraft and which uh, runway the aircraft are taking off on or landing on. You know what one of the, the primary responsibilities of an air traffic controller is? To find out where the wind is coming from because a jetliner lifts off into the wind into the resistance. Oh man, yeah. Listen, glory in the difficulties. Glory through the difficulties. Production. The trouble of God is production in your life. Listen, listen to this. 2 Corinthians 4 and 17. For our present troubles are small and they won't last very long. He, he didn't say they don't exist. He said our present troubles are small. Small but they won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs the trouble. <laughs> they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs the trouble. Everything that we are going through, his glory will last forever, not the trouble. Man, I love that. I've seen that. I've seen the weight room and what it, brings in your life, the pain, no pain, no gain. I've seen the lift of an airplane taking the uh, the wind, the, 
heading into the wind so that that resistance and that lift will, will lift that jet. I've, I've felt that I've seen it and I've seen it in my own life too. Maybe the greatest loss someone could have in losing a spouse. 34 years, my girlfriend, 31 years married. And having to lay that down and set her aside, knowing, knowing that I'm going to serve him in the blessing and in the trouble, right? The blessing and the trouble. So powerful. Production, that was number three. Let me give you the fourth one. Um, worry about the spiritual. Worry about the right things. This, this one is, this, this one is uh, priority worry, <laughs> right? I, I know we are not to worry, we're to cast our cares, but listen, you're, you're gonna catch this as I read this. Priority worry. Uh, worry about the right things. Let me, let me unfold this to you. From 2 Corinthians chapter 11, man, what a powerful text. The, uh, one of the most powerful texts that Paul wrote in the scriptures. And it was deeply personal. Look at what he says. 2 Corinthians 11, beginning at verse 23. Are they servants of Christ? I, out of mind, listen, I am out of my mind to talk like I'm going to share with you. I'm out of my mind to say this. I'm even more a servant of Christ because of the difficulties. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again and again. Paul's words, not, not mine. And when I read this, I think, hold it, Paul, why, why would he have to go through difficulty? We're not even done, right? Verse 24. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger from uh, the rivers, in danger in the city, in danger uh, in, in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger even from false believers. You ever had a bad day? <laughs> I mean, seriously, think through these things, this list of things that Paul is sharing. I have labored and toiled and I have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst. I have gone without uh, food and safety and security. I have been cold and naked. This is Paul. This is one of the, you know, C.S. Lewis, one of the great theologians of our day, called Paul the greatest Christian to ever live. This is wild to me that the greatest Christian to ever live, the man who wrote um, about half of the New Testament books, more than half of the New Testament books, volume, not quite as much, but said finally, besides everything else, now think about that. He gives you this list of incredible things that he went through, right? This, this long list of things he went through. Then he says, but besides that, in other words, there's, do you mean there's more? <laughs> Paul, there's more? Mm-hmm, there is. Look what he says. He puts uh, priority worry in its place. Okay, L hear me. Besides everything else, verse 28, 2 Corinthians 11. 
I face daily the pressure of my concern for the church. Man, that's, uh, can you even wrap your mind around that? Most of us spend more time crying about ourselves than we do about the kingdom. Most of us spend more time crying about ourselves and worrying about ourselves and our situation and our circumstances and our condition, and we've forgotten about the church, the gospel. Listen, I'm not trying to minimize your problem. You, you, you hear me? I'm not trying to minimize your problem. I'm trying to maximize your God. I'm trying to get you to see that you have to put your worry into priority. It's, it's a powerful, again, all the list of things. And then Paul says, besides all of this, I face daily, daily, the pressure of my love for the church. Maybe what you need to do is to worry about the right things. Let me go to the last one, okay? Let me go to the last one. Number five, when we talk about the trouble of God, the gain and the loss of difficulty. The gain and the loss of difficulty. Listen, did you hear it correctly? This one is simply the plan. All of them are, are P, right? The purpose, number one, participation, number two, production, number three, the priority worry, number four, and finally, God's plan. Mm -hmm. Both blessing and difficulty. The, the gain and the loss. Listen, man, if all we do is serve God because he's a cosmic bellhop, and we're just like, you know, jingling-a-ling, uh, where's, where's the genie, right? Rub the bottle, he shows up, gives you three wishes, you're all good. L listen, we're not part-time. This is not part-time. We're not going part-time with this. And hear me, again, I'm not trying to minimize your problem. You, ha you have a valid concern. But I'm asking you, don't get buried by the loss. Look at the gain. L let me explain it in scripture, okay? This is powerful. Yeah, I would have to bring up Job right now, wouldn't I? I would have to end this discussion with Job. But listen, Job chapter one. At this Job got up, tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship and he said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I will return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be blessed. Now, think about it. I came into this world naked, and I'm going to walk out naked. I, I was given, God gave to me, and he took. And what most of us do is we spend our time thinking about what he took from us or what we lost, not what we gained or what he gave us. If you spend all of your time thinking about your losses, you never will enjoy the things that you have, what you've gained. Listen to this part of it. Um, the Lord gave and the Lord has now taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised, blessed, honored, worshiped in the, in the difficulty. Listen, a lot of people in the scriptures went through difficulty. Listen, uh, when love and pain collide, 
something beautiful happens. L listen, these I, I just put together some phrases to end here. Just some phrases that people in the scriptures said about difficulty. The Almighty has made my life bitter. The Almighty has made my life bitter. The Almighty has emptied me. The Almighty has sent tragedy to my doorstep. The Almighty has raised his fist against me. The Almighty has given me a thorn in my flesh. The Almighty has abandoned me. That's, that's the other side of it, isn't it? But hear me. If God gives and God takes away, it doesn't change our response. It doesn't change what we are to bring to him for all of the things that he has done. That doesn't change it. We don't serve God because, hear me, I'm almost finished. We don't serve God because we serve God. Okay? We don't serve because of what we get or the parts we like. We take the good and the bad, the dark and the light. We take it all because that's the plan of God. Okay, so listen, I hope this comforts you. I hope these scriptures comfort you. Please go over these. I'm going to post them and put them in the manuscript, and you'll be able to follow these. It'll be on the iTunes podcast. It'll be on our YouTube page. And uh, you can read the manuscript at youthology.com. We actually have started putting the manuscripts in the YouTube page, too, so you can see them there also. Listen, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I want you to know I'm praying for you. I'm burdened for you. But hear me. There's a plan. There's a plan. And, and I think you've seen when the, when the trouble of God comes, there's a plan. He always has a plan when pain and love collide. God bless you. I love you. Have a great week.